0: Welcome to Highway Freaks, Real Truckers, Real Life. I'm Bry Guy, your Road Dog host, from British Columbia, Canada, J-Man the Snarl, and Motorhead Mark, from Calgary, Alberta, Canadian lady trucker, Janet, and my producer, Wing It Will. From Washington, D.C., The Pink Bombshell, and Powder Springs, Georgia, it's Birdman, Bruce. We do our visits with you during loads, trips, sharing topics from celebrities, road stories, landmarks, and people in the news. We are Highway Freaks, Real Truckers, Real Life. Yes, this is Highway Freaks, Real
1: Truckers, Real Life. I'm Bry Guy, your Road Dog host. And tonight we have special guest, Ava James. Last we heard of Ava was from podcast... 34, she'll be telling you what has transpired since then. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing GM Blacktop, and uh, he is part of our podcast, and he just won the International Singer-Songwriters uh, Association Year Award, so he'll be talking about that on Guy's eye-opener interview, okay, and uh, well, we've got our road crew tonight, we're uh, at Mark, by the way, working on his race car. He uh, might join us in progress. And Pink is working late again, uh, trying to get the deadline uh, for the company that she works uh, for as well. So in the meantime, panel road crew, what are we going to talk about? Let's start with Jay and the What are you talking about tonight, Jay? Well, we lost the loss of great, great artist. Uh Robbie Roberts from the band. So we're gonna we're getting a little bit. Of a, of a tribute um, he was known uh, and I didn't know this until I started reading about it because you gave me what, a whole whopping hour um, he was the art. he was known, I didn't know this at the time he was known as the artist artist he, Excellent. Was, so re- he was so respected he was even respected by um, you know bands like The Who and The Stones and and you know, okay. so well-respected. And because I'm in such a foul mood from not having a smoke and I got completely ripped at Walmart, we're going to talk about my hatred for the environmentalist. Okay. All right. <laughs> Canadian lady trucker Janet, what's on your mind today? Well,
2: let's see. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the um, the opposition to putting... Side underride guards under
1: the trailer. Nice. Bumpers on 53 foot trailers, just what we need, right? Okay. And Birdman Bruce, you're going to be talking about pterodactyl, and it's not a dinosaur, is it? No, he's he's definitely not a dinosaur. No? 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 It's your. How, uh, I had a yeah. It's your truck and parrot. So we uh, we look forward yeah. to hearing about that. Okay, and our OnlyFans, well, Ava James, what, pray tell, will you be talking about tonight, dear?
3: I have uh, an array of things I would like to discuss.
1: Okay, let's start with it. Mm -hmm. Might as well put you on the stage. Okay,
3: okay, well, I'd I'd like to get everybody up to speed with what's happening with me. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys heard. But I got canned.
1: Oh sorry. I know. Sorry. Yeah.
3: Oh, man. Funny. <laughs> I I got I got a three page letter telling me that my conduct was egregious. Um, that basically I'm a disgrace to the school board. Um and that although my tits are great, um, they did not want me to work for them anymore.
1: Sorry to
4: hear that. Or am I? they are wrong. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. I mean, so, you know, I'm I'm, ro- I'm I'm rolling with the punches,
4: you know. So wait, let me get this straight. They allow the indoctrination of children through other means, but they won't allow somebody who tried to be private about their life.
3: Yeah. No. Well, my mean. My, so, my biggest complaint
1: is um. Your story, which I, I, I did read up on and everything else, why, as a I live in the same province as you, I pay the same taxes as you, um, yes. why are my tax dollars going to these school board people to follow you?
3: Yeah. Why, am I paying, no, they subscribe. why am I paying for they, they, they subscribe to my OnlyFans, and they actually they reproduced content in an email that went to multiple colleagues of mine in the district um wow. as well as union reps so it it you know i at one point i had to fill out a form um to tell them what i was doing in a piece of content and basically i i wrote down like i had a purple dildo and was wow screwing myself with it. You know, I mean, it was
1: awkward for everybody, but they got the truth. I'm not going to even comment on that. Um, What I will ask you, though, BC, BC's famous for this, because um, BC, unlike the rest of the other provinces, and and you probably know about this as well, um, BC has had pedophile principals, teachers
0: everything else
1: and what they do is they just move
3: them around. They bury it. They bury
1: That's it. They they,
3: they, they, they have nine, even
1: gone as, they have even gone as far as they
3: schools
1: after these people. Now
3: what you're doing
1: is nothing as far as I'm concerned. No.
3: Nothing. Well I okay. think I think it no. I think it comes down to a very like um honestly I think it comes down to a um, sexism. If I'm being honest, I think that far too many people are uncomfortable with women being sexual. I think we're. I don't. I think that.
1: I. I don't even think it's that. What it is is you're not part of the clique. Well, if I'm
3: if certainly was, not. But I mean, it was, no. I'm
1: <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna guarantee you something. What my principle when I was growing up was, and this was before any of the crap that went. Went into the news and everything else in the late nineties. Um, my my principal was having affairs with with students. Oh and yeah, Barry, Okay, I was like in grade eight. Um, this okay, back in the all years, right. in Okay, early let's. Years. All right, okay. Let's interject for a minute. Okay, so yep. that aftermath is done. Okay, so Ava, what after that? Uh, you've obviously been on other podcasts. Uh, I'm I'm guessing you've been on uh, different social media. What's been going on with your life? Tell us all about it.
3: Um, Well, I was actually featured on Fox News, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I never had expected to be on Fox News, specifically because I'm Canadian. Um, And it's just such a large news network, as we know. Right. Right. Um, so I, yes, I've been featured on other podcasts. I was, I actually did a music video. There was a song written about me by a young, a young rapper in DC wrote a song about me. <laughs>
1: Good yep. for
3: you. Awesome. Yep, and I, I was, I, I uh, messaged him on Instagram and I said, hey, let's do a music video. And he was down with it. So yes, I've been I was in a music video, very exciting. Um, I got to shake my 35-year-old ass in front of (laughs) maybe 90 pounds soaking wet. Very nice young man, may I say. Um, So I did that. Um, I've done some very racy photo shoots with some some well-known photographers in the area As well as I'm actually, I'm going to Aruba at the end of September on like a model retreat where um, I'm going to be shooting with like six photographers from all over the state. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm hoping to maybe get into Playboy or FHM or something. I'm actually um, in the running to be in uh, Ink's magazine, it's a tattoo magazine. Right.
1: You've um, a, a few tatties. We've seen. Yeah,
3: uh, I have I have over
1: nine actually. You know oh, what really I think you should do? Wow, good you know for what you. Think you I do. Do. Um yeah. I really think you should um now this is me. This is something I would I think you would you should pull a pull an A C D type in your face photo shoot. Um I think you should get a bikini with the school's name on it, right on your ass.
3: Like a tattoo? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, if you want
1: to do that, go ahead. But I don't think I'd don't think i like to look at the school's name. On yeah, butt. but. No. But oh, but on, on, hold on, hold on. on. You on can't. A, like, clothing? Okay, the on name the, Terry yes, Fox. Yes. Hang on. The name Terry Fox is should not be slanderized in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah, well, I am sorry, well, but. I but
3: agree. Thank you. A, I a agree. you. Lad, yes, As a yes, team, No. You cannot do that.
1: I retracted because I didn't know it was Jerry mom. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That's that's uncool. No, he was no, okay. a great lad. He was okay. a great lad. That that's was, why I was know, trying, why trying to, to interject. interject. No. Um. No. I take that back. If it was if it was something like Queen Elizabeth, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. can
3: tell you what I have done is I've actually. Um, I, I have a logo now and I'm, I'm selling t-shirts and posters and so, you if go. you want to get your Ava Jean merch, um, you. let me know. I can hook you up. Good for cool.
1: you. You're doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm working my tail off. Single moms. We gotta, yep. you know, we gotta provide. Yeah.
1: Hey, so here's the question. This is the ultimate question. Okay, have you replaced your teacher's income with what you're about?
3: This is going to be a long-winded answer that probably doesn't even answer your question, but um, I never did my job with the school board because it provided income. I did it because I loved it and it filled up my emotional bucket. Um, I desperately miss working with the students. I miss um, you know, the I miss what uh, working with those kids and helping those kids, well, selfishly, like, I miss what it, it did for me because I felt really good about the work that I did um, and the connection that I had with the students. So, for me, honestly, it was never about money. Um, it was really about the, you know, the connection with the students and, and making a difference. And so, right. uh, I really, I do, I do miss that. I'd be lying okay. if I said otherwise.
1: But when one door closes, another one opens. Right?
3: Okay. I, I mean, I'm taking, I'm taking the onlyfans model, uh, sort of title by the balls, and I am riding it as hard as I can forward. Good for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm getting naked at any any opportunity, and um, you know, we're just. I'm kidding, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, basically, the school board gave me no option but to, you know, continue with that and to really push forward with that full force, and that's what I'm doing.
1: Right. So is, right. you, You're doing it on your time. It's none other business. That well, was no, then. I agree. Okay. Guys. Agree. That was then. This is now. Okay, so Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm getting okay. happy. I'm quite happy right. for you. you know, I, I mean, I hope you get in Playboy. Uh, you just told me today on text that uh, you're going to have an OnlyFans free account. What's that about?
3: Yeah. So um, I'm in the process of just um, kind of, you know, the last little bit of, um, verification through the site, and then I'll be, yeah, I'll have a free OnlyFans account. So, come on, guys. Come subscribe.
1: That's awesome. That's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, and uh, we we hope that you stay around for uh, Highway Freaks because the, the best is yet to come. So uh, we we will support you okay. and, and and you know any way possible and have you on our podcast every time that you want to come on and, and tell us what the latest thing that's going on in your life. It's always it's always cool to see uh, you know a uh, how do we put this a, a star in the making, uh, you know.
3: Uh, oh.
1: You best, know what the I want to see. To put it. You know, you know what I want to see. Yeah. I want to, I want to see
3: you in a highway freaks bra. You know what? I actually had a question I wanted, I wanted to pose for you guys. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately, with everything happening. Okay. And I, I need to ask it to all of you. I want you to be honest. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Now, with my new newfound, let's say, fame or whatever you want to call it. Okay. I'm in a I'm in a new genre, let's say, for my career. And yeah. I, I really think that in order to get to that next level, there might be something that if they were larger, it would help me out. No, I don't that, think so. It's so. fun. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I I think they're, I, not think they're yet. I think they're fine right the way they are
3: I, I'm not done yet.
1: Okay, okay.
3: And I actually asked my my mom. I said, Mom, <laughs> what do you think of this idea? And she said, that's a terrible idea, Ava, and, you know, somebody's going to put you on the news because that's a terrible idea. And I said, sounds like it's going to be a good idea. What do you think about a GoFundMe page for larger <laughs> <laughs> Go for it.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think you. I don't think you. I really don't. I, no, I. I think. I think they're fine the way that I, they, they are. Perfect the way they are.
3: That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question, gentlemen. Okay. But the question was, what do you think about a GoFundMe page for? And
1: I just, and GoFundMe. i just said if that's what you want, go for it. I. And I. Just, I got it. He's
3: the father of the group. I can tell.
1: I personally myself, I think they're fine the way they are. Thank you. Fine. It sounds
3: like he's subscribed, you
1: know. No, I don't. I've I've never I've
3: never I've never actually <laughs> seen <somebody. laughs> them. I'm a guy. <laughs> Leave me okay. just mugging you. Perfect.
4: Man, I'm an ass guy. I, I, I I I wouldn't even care if the girl had like. Aether
1: yeah, but you yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you're a pig. I'm not. Wait, what? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pig. Says the guy
4: who's just like, obsessed over Ava. <laughs> so, so Bruce, I guess we gotta ask you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna give so, you all of three subscriptions.
1: It's okay. So this is, <laughs> you know, the
3: is, Ava,
1: the reason I brought up the highway fraud, okay, you don't do it? My guy said I have, to, and I don't think people can <laughs> oh. <might> do
3: that. <laughs> no. no, we do no, not. I agree.
1: <laughs> I'd rather see Ava in a highway freaks bra than you. I'm definitely not.
3: <laughs> you know it's funny? Because I don't know what any of you guys look like, but you all have a very clear understanding of what I look like. So this is kind of unfair, right now. I feel like you've seen me.
1: Yeah, because we've messaged you. We've messaged you on uh, Instagram. I mean, our pictures are there.
3: To be honest, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very blunt. Like I get so many DMs. Hey, okay, exactly.
1: exactly. Probably did. Right
3: and I don't. Yeah, I don't
1: know. But and it's all it's all young guys telling you how much they love you. Uh know yeah, she gets old guys too.
3: Guys about how many times you
1: get that. Yeah, no, it's true. I think the older guys are the ones that tell you that they love you. Just, yeah, that's right. Yet, me and Bri- awesome yet yet me and Brian guy message you, hey, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dave <laughs> yeah. is just one yeah. of the tell boys. Him. That's yeah. yeah, she she, she that's she part is. of the plan. One of the gals, one of the boys. Yeah, that's it's that's true. the way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, okay, so um that was uh that went right off the rails. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you what. We're going to go to a song here
4: uh,
1: from GM Blocktop, uh, Razorback on Highway Freaks. Uh, Eva, you have been to Mexico for, I think, two or three times in the last month. Uh, I've never been there, and I'm sure some of our freaks out there would like to know exactly uh, what's what's it like. Uh, is it as uh, uncivilized as they say it is? Is it the wild, wild west? You know, tell us about it.
3: I would say that I am the most uncivilized part of Mexico, actually, so um yeah no it, it, it's a lovely place, I quite like it. um, I was there initially with a friend of the opposite sex, and then I took my daughter there for a wedding, actually, so in total, I think I spent most like almost a month there, basically, yeah, a little lot of tequila and a lot of guacamole.
1: Actually, it's, it's funny you say about guacamole because I just delivered to a place called Holy Guacamole. Uh, so we're gonna get into my topic uh, about uh, a tour of the AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play uh, later. But um,
3: so, oh, that's fun.
1: Yeah, that was that was a blast. It was a blast. So, how old your daughter?
3: Um, my daughter, she's actually turning seven the end of August. I don't normally okay. um, talk about her on media, but.
1: Uh, I think I'm more comfortable that. I just, just wanted
3: an know. No, no. And it's totally okay. Um, I, I think I'm becoming more comfortable now that my life is kind of, you know, out there. Um, yeah, so what, what did she, she do in seven. Mexico?
1: What was she doing in Mexico with you? Like, did she go on water slides? Well, anything like that? Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, she okay. went on water slides. I actually had one of my good friends come along with me with her daughter. So she like they played together and it was nice. The resort actually had a kids club, so my girlfriend and I we had some some mommy time away with the champagne, if you know what I mean. And where did um, you stay? So where did you we were uh, we stayed at a Dreams in Cancun, and then when I was with my friend of the opposite of sex, we actually stayed at a Rio in Puerto Verda. So it was like two. Completely different sides of Mexico. Puerto Vallarta is on the Pacific side, so you get like the darker water, and then Cancun is the Caribbean side, so you get like the the aqua blue water. It's very beautiful. I'm shocked you haven't been. Highly recommend it. Um, the people are so friendly, so kind. The food, as long as you go to like a, you have to stay at like four and a half star, five star resort. Um, it's great. Booze, everything, at a party. Yeah, it's great. You should totally go.
1: Did you uh did you do any photo shoots down there?
3: Actually, it's really funny. You uh said that. There was a gentleman who met me in Puerto Vallarta. Um, he uh lives in Cabo and he flew over to shoot me on a beach in uh Puerto Vallarta. So yeah, I got some good photos, able to do a write off on that well at least a partial write off on that bay. Um, yeah.
5: It's
1: you're you're developing pr- and, you quite know, a portfolio a of pictures. I I can tell you that there's there's some some really good array of pictures as well, uh, you know, from close on to close off. So uh, that's a that's that's a good selection. Absolutely. Um, what about the food? Did you did you like the food? Did you find the food fascinating? What did you think of the food? Yes,
3: I I'm a big foodie. I love all kinds of different um, cuisine from seafood to, you know, French, Italian, whatever it is. So there was a wide variety. Um, We actually went off the resort a couple times. We found some really good seafood, um, like some, you know, fresh um, tuna. And, oh, God, what else was there? There was fresh tuna. Oh, yeah, we had ceviche. It was delicious. Um, what else? There was, like, great prawns, um, oysters. Yeah, it was delicious. It was really good. You just have to go to, obviously, with Mexican. What about that
1: spicy Mexican food? Did you try some of that stuff, too?
3: Yeah, I'm a big, I love spicy, actually. So, um, like, I feel like I'm part Mexican because, like, I can handle their spice, but... Some, people, some of the people that I was with maybe couldn't handle it so much, you know what I mean? Like um, the jalapenos? So yes, I al- love, jalapenos, like, peppers, yes, like love
1: jalapenos, hot sauce. Oh. I, yes, a hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
3: this, this,
1: uh, this, this truck driver definitely can't handle that anymore. So, too much spice. Oh,
3: boost your metabolism. It's great, you know?
1: Right, right, right. And the weather was beautiful, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were what do you do the cool. the high nineties and hundreds?
3: No,
1: so I'm Canadian. Um so it was thirty degrees every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian too, but uh when I'm down in the States I'm always looking at the Fahrenheit scale. So it was hundred and eighteen here in Texas. That was hot. That was very hot. So no, that, that, is, prob- that, is that is probably That probably equals your Mexico. I'm I'm actually in Tierville, Texas tonight, uh, is where I am.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. And, um, I
3: have family in Austin, Texas. I don't know if you knew this, but my, my dad is American and he was
2: born and raised in, uh, okay. in Texas.
1: Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. J Man, you're in Calgary. Bruce, where are you tonight?
2: I'm in Powder Springs, Georgia.
1: Oh, you're at home. That's right. Right. Uh, so, and Janet and Will are in Calgary as well. So,. I'm on my way back to Calgary, actually. Uh, Just stopped in here uh, to do the Real Truckers, Real Life, Highway Freaks podcast. And we always say Real Truckers, Real Life because we are literally out there doing it. So um, I guess I'm the only one doing it tonight. So, Jay, you're head to Florida. I know that. So anybody got any questions for, for Ava regarding her trip to Mexico? Feel free and ask. Anybody' don't don't. To go to Mexico I don't need to go to Mexico to see Mexico.
4: oh okay yeah there's uh, have you
1: been to mexico? Uh, i'll 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 explain myself mexico
4: explain myself. It, it, like like i mean it, 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 they have a bad rap right or a bad rap whatever but uh, like in all honesty it's it's no different than any other like state or city you go to like like it, like for instance example a good example would be new york so new york you have you, you know brooklyn right. And Brooklyn's worse than a lot of the areas. So, like, in Mexico, they, they, they have a lot of bad areas. Hey,
3: and... hey, hey, I, I come from
4: Brooklyn. Oh, well, I, 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 like I mean, r- r- <laughs> RIP. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. like, Mexico like, it, 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 Mexico's like any other city. Well, it, 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 it's not really because they, they do have, like, costs that are, like, paid off and, and stuff. But... No, they, they, again, that's only in in certain sections. So I'm I, I'm imagining um, had a had a really good time down there.
2: Well, yeah, there's it, there's there's actually certain parts of Mexico they don't recommend anybody going to. Yeah, unless. Okay, so well, let's you've, got, a, you've got have got your resorts in Puerto Vallarta and Cancun are basically two of the main resorts.
1: Thirty minutes from where I live, there's a town called Ol Now. There was a huge issue years ago trying to get people to come up and pick fruit and the wineries and and the farms and everything else. So the town lobbied the Mexican government, and they brought all these Mexican people up there, up, up here, and it's like going to Mexico. Like, every holiday that Mexico has, they hate celebrate in Oliver. So if I wanna if I wanna celebrate Cinco de Mayo's day, I'll just go to Oliver and hang out with those guys. And it is it, a great time. Like they're great people. Hard working people. Uh, very friendly people. It's just very unique. I remember when they started it because um, most of the pickers were coming from Quebec and the crime rate was just in, in insane. And because from Quebec, you're not getting the people you want, okay? Um, so the town talked to the provincial government, and they approached the Mexican government, and they brought all these Mexican nationals, they called them, to Oliver. And 90% of the town is Mex- Mexican national. And it, it, it's its like going into a, a, a different world. It, it's actually, they're great people. Um, I go there every once in a while. I'll, I'll take a load out of uh, Oliver there, and uh, it, it's just fantastic. Um, uh, the last time I was there, they were celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and and they had the whole town shut down like you couldn't get through the town, so you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just parked the truck, and I, and I went and had a good time. Um, it, it was fantastic. There you go. So, I don't need to go to Mexico. I just, I just drive pretty miles. Um, I drive. Yeah, quite. I, I
3: would say this past You should though. Well, it's too hot for me.
1: I, I, I don't eat well.
3: So. Okay, and see, I'm the opposite. When I get in the wintertime and there's, like, you know, multiple days of rain and snow and darkness, like, I need sunshine. Yeah,
1: but you're, you're from you're from you're from the Lower Mainland. Now I grew up there, and I remember how it was. It was it starts raining in October first, and it doesn't start stop until June. So that's, I mean, I I remember that. I, it took ten years for my wet toes to go away. You know, <laughs> I was like, like I was stuck. Um, that's why I moved to the Okanagan. But the heat, I can't make that uh humid. Um. 120 degrees i can't take it i can't handle it. um i could live in a freezer like um i have the air conditioner on all the time like if it's uh minus 10 outside i'm happy um uh, i just can't take the i just can't do it anymore um okay go yeah. back. so we've established that jay is uh frosty the snowman he I that. am Arctic and Man. I am Arctic Man. Yeah. And we established me. that Eva's the firewoman. So there you go. Yeah. So yes. yeah. Okay. Correct. So let's let's get to a, another topic in the uh, idea of time. Okay, so uh, anything last but not least to add, Eva, it's it's been quite enlightening having you tonight. Yes, yes. Very
3: much I'm it's good, happy to to be you. Here. good to have you back.
1: Good to have you back. I haven't heard your voice. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate all the love and support.
1: <laughs> <you do> <laughs> or it's lovely. You. And I'm As also a...
3: waiting I'm waiting for my Highway Freak block. So
1: Yes. So am I. So am I yeah. and, and, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty soon I'm sure Pretty soon. my
3: next
1: and I will tell you, pretty soon, you have given me incentive to get on OnlyFans, not naked, of course, but um, I'm definitely going to uh, be reading my book, or someone can start tapping into my book, and uh, we'll work on maybe uh, making some money by them reading the chapters. So, you, you gave me some incentive on that, so I thank you for that. But, no, I don't think uh, you want to see bright guy posing naked, reading a book, but just don't think it's uh, there in the cards. So
2: yeah, I'll, uh, uh, I'll pass on that one, uh, Brian. <laughs>
1: well, Ava, true enough. And, and there has, yeah, there's weird things on OnlyFans. Like there's a woman that paints her underarms, and they make money. She makes money off it. Like there's some very strange things. Maybe, maybe on our next time that you come back, you can tell us about some of the bizarre things people are on OnlyFans talking about, be, uh, doing for themselves to try to make a buck. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, so, people want to buy my underwear.
1: Well, mm-hmm. all I'm going to tell you. If I ever, ever, ever get the chance, I've got to get you to sign a, like, autograph a Highway Freaks uh, flyer, and we'll post it on the page. Sounds
3: weekend. fantastic.
1: So that would be yeah. fantastic. If
3: I ever get the chance to meet y'all, I'll bring some uh, merch. Well, the, hard, the, the, hardest,
1: the, the hardest part. For me and Bry and, uh, and anybody else that drives truck, it's timing. You know that's the hardest part with this job. You know I'm, I, I roll into I roll into Langley at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not gonna bug you. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. You know you you know my and, and and then I'm gone by four in the morning. So it's all timing. It's all timing. You know. If worst comes to worst, we'll just have to send you one, get you to autograph it, and send it back.
3: There we go. That there you we go. Plan.
1: Okay, so, G-Man, Ava, that was yeah. awesome. Good to have you back, and we're definitely looking forward to your next visit. So, um, that was an absolute pleasure. So, uh, Jay, you have got a topic, uh, and yeah. uh, it's uh, um, very important. Robbie Robertson from the band passed away. Tell yeah. us about that. have enough time to do it in Um it's like it's like any other legend. Um fifteen minutes isn't enough. Um he was the artist's artist, which I found out today. Uh he was so well respected by other legends like As a prior engagement but uh she will be on again. She's already told me that. So um oh, she's a doll. She's a you never, doll you I just I, never I, know doll. what to expect from her and she is definitely uh definitely spontaneous and she is uh always uh always a hoot. Always a hoot. So um and Bruce uh, Bruce, you obviously uh didn't know much about uh Ava but uh now you've kind of got a, a bit of a, a mouthful of what he's about. See, it's interesting. So speaking of you, Bruce, you've got a story to tell us about a parrot that trucks with you. I've had many people ask me about this. Many people. I can't answer half the questions. I tell them, yeah, the, you know, the birds litter train and they just look at me like I'm from Planet X. So do you want to tell our highway freaks out there? Exactly what that's about, but before then, let's play some FIST, our house band, and we're going to get it loud, loud, loud.
6: In my truck, but my truck had a little bit of a problem, so I ended up grabbing one of my other trucks back, and his big cage that he used to have got uh, placed on the single berth in the uh, the replacement truck, so it was a little bit uh, it was a little bit cramped. So today I pulled the uh, the large cage out, and he'll get his uh, smaller carrier back in. Uh, so he was kind of curious to know why I'm his cage around, uh, but uh, I don't think he's going to be too happy in his uh, closer quarters, but he spends a lot of time out of the cage anyway or his carrier anyway, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, but he is looking forward to our next trip down to Florida because he does like to get some sun and get back into the, uh, the tropical environment, although it's been pretty hot here in Atlanta. Uh, but anyway... Um, not much going on with, uh, Terry and I, because we've been, uh, home. I had a, uh, small medical procedure that I had every done, so I was sitting still. Uh, and I took care of what I needed. Now I'm ready to go back out on the road, uh, at least in a couple of days. So if anybody has any questions about Terry, myself, what's going on with my truck, or where I'm going, I don't mean to ask. How did you get Terry? Uh, how did I get him?
2: Yeah, I like, um... Either. Uh, oh,
6: okay. I, well, there's a there's a breeder in uh, north of Atlanta, a city called Commerce, Georgia, and uh, he got a farm, and he's all kinds of. Them, he's pretty well known in the uh, avian industry uh, because he's uh, instrumental in different moves or screenings uh, where uh, birds were needed or questions uh, arose. Uh, but anyway, he bred Terry for me. Uh, he knew me through my last bird and, uh, I got in touch with him and said I was looking for a replacement because my last bird got older and was not as long lived as Carrie is going to uh, and she is like 32, 33 years old, uh, and that was really a very long life for a, uh, a severe macaw, which is what she was. Uh, Carrie, of course, is of both size, in fact, he you was know, much larger size macaw, and uh, his breed is called the Maui Sunrise. He's a double hybrid, uh, so because of it, he's got a very long life expectancy. So he, I'm expecting him to live 70 and 80. So oh wow! Be an old bird, uh, and I'm also going to have to have, you know, I'm going to have to have, <laughs> I'm going to have to adopt adopt a young child so they can take care of Terry. Uh, you know, and grow up with them. Uh, but we're, we're we actually have some people that uh, we will uh, be bringing through when time arrives. Uh, but that's still gonna probably a good number of years from now. And Kerry really doesn't he doesn't like me to say that because he thinks I'm going to be around forever. Yeah. Well, my 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 dad has just started following um, our page or our, our podcast. He thinks we're all idiots, but. Um, <laughs> he calls I you he calls you Beretta. oh yeah the bird. He, he, he thinks that, that the bird is the greatest um, but yeah he, he was listening to it one you know, day funny enough today I was driving I can't remember where I I was driving I was on some highway and there was a moron driving another truck and I call him a moron because he, he was coming up on me too fast, he was cutting in front of me, but then he pulls alongside me, and he's got two birds. i think oh. was two conures in his truck. Oh, my God. But then, you know, I was pulling a fairly heavy load, so it wasn't like I was going to be able to, you know, climb on the accelerator and keep up with him. Um, but uh, he, he finally just took off, and I, I you know, he was always acting, already acting like an ass. When he didn't uh, yep. me anyway. But well, well my dad. To it up because yeah. I I just got him to, to start. My dad's eighty one. Um. Very like more like, old. He's, he's more old school than any of us could ever be. I mean, he started trucking in the 1960s. So, um, he listens to podcasts and just shakes his head. Um, he gets a real kick out of all of us. He thinks we're we're just a pack of. <laughs> he just. He, 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 he gets a lot of, um, he laughs his ass off. But when you came on with your bird, um, he can't remember your name. I mean, come on, he's 81. So he calls you Marenna. And I laughed so hard. I thought, that's fitting. That is so fitting. You know, the only thing is. Funny you know, I, I grew up watching.
0: You know, so did I.
6: Yeah, so did I. And so did Bry. And, and, I mean, we, we come from the from the era of Dukes the Hazard, DJ, yep. Bear, Brescia, yeah. <laughs> and, and all those shows. And my dad came from from the the other era, you know, the 60s, where they didn't have any of that stuff on me. So, you know, he, he listens to our podcast, and he gets just a
5: riot out
6: of us, you know, because,
5: well,
6: you know, well, because to him, we're just kids. Oh, you guys are just rookies. You know, even though he trained me, but you guys don't know what you're doing. You know, if you had to, you, you know, and he's always comparing, and I just get a real laugh out of it, because uh, I taught him highway driving, and he taught me northern running. Like, he ran, he did ice roads back in the 70s, he, you know, back when, you know, trucks were
5: nothing <laughs> like we have today,
6: and... When my mom passed away, he never he never crossed the border. He, he didn't know what highway running was, so I took him with me, and I had already had ten years highway experience. So I basically had to retrain him. Will he admit it? No. <laughs> Will I ask him to? No. Um, but yeah, he, he he is now a member of our group. I mean, he follows us all the time. He's always asking, right? you know, and I think that's really cool. I think that is so cool, but when he started calling you, Beretta, I damn near pissed my pants. Um, because it flashed oh. me right back. It flashed me right back to that show.
1: <laughs> so, so Bruce, I'll have to name. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. What does Terry eat? Because I get that asked a lot of me. You know, what does he feed the bird? Well,
6: carrot, birds carrots are... Uh, no, parents are omnivores. They eat anything that they want to eat. Oh, so really? He likes he spaghetti. He likes chicken. He likes <laughs> hamburgers. Um, he loves he likes lamb chops. Um, he loves shrimp. Uh, he wasn't too crazy about lobster, uh, but he likes fish. Um, uh, he's a, he is definitely a carb junkie. He will
1: eat rice. Um, just, what, so, what about what about chicken? Uh, does, he, does he eat? Does he eat his own kind? <laughs> so, so, to, so, to, speak, he so to speak. So to speak. So to speak. Just don't
6: tell yeah. him about it. He'll eat it. No, <laughs> he, he loves chicken. Turkey. I mean, he he really does. And, and really chewing on chicken bones is good for him because he eats the marrow out of them. It's really good for them.
2: Yeah.
6: Well, so, you do know you do know again, the story. Did you know the story about the the parrot and the the frozen chicken? You've never heard it? I've heard different shows. Okay, well, the guy who had a parrot, would had a foul mouth, kept telling everybody else, and he threatened them, if you don't knock it off, I'm throwing you in the freezer. The bird wouldn't stop, so he grabbed the bird by the neck, threw him in the freezer, and next thing you know, the bird went silent. He thought the bird died. He opened the freezer door, and... uh, bird came out, and, or the parrot came out, and he was all polite and everything else, and the parrot asked the owner, by the way, what the hell does the chicken do? <laughs> I love that story. Well, I was up in uh, Williston, North Dakota, and Perry came in for the with uh, and uh, they have a chef's there, and I went kind of in and I said, <laughs> they, they started talking to me, and they said, oh, what's your bird's name? I said, well, he's lodging a complaint. He doesn't like <laughs>
5: telling His cousin.
6: <laughs> 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 she said. She, she looked at me and she thought I was being dead serious. And I said, oh. I'm really just kidding. Oh, that would have uh, killed me. But anyway, why? Wait. Okay.
1: Anybody? Okay. Hey, speaking of speaking of birds, right? Yeah. Speaking of birds, how's Bandit doing? Bandit's doing great. Yeah. Right okay. behind me, sleeping. Wait.
6: Just all those. Wait for his, uh, waiting for his dinner. So, yeah. Um, my, my, mine's and away. Anybody got any further questions for,
1: uh, you know, uh, Birdman Bruce and his bird, Terry? Originally Pterodactyl, I might add. Pterodactyl. That
6: was his real name. Well, that's, kind of that's, cool. that's awesome. I love it. He and his, his name is spelled P-T-E-R-O, like pronounced Terry. Like,
2: anyway, okay. wife, you must have named family. him just after he hatched. <laughs> uh-huh. I was, There's another
6: good joke. The guy that bred him, yeah, you know, well, he only goes around, around half-cracked. But when, when he was being bred, and I was talking to Daniel, and that's just the breeder's name, he sent me pictures of him when, you know, he had the eggs in front, you know, in the incubator. And then he took a picture when it hatched, and then he sent me one that is <laughs> his shell, and I got it in in the uh, in my uh, starter cabinet. And he he actually painted it gold, so it's, it's a gold egg. Uh, it wasn't really <laughs> lifeless. Oh, twice, cool. but, um He made it so because I had been waiting for him to arrange the birds for a, a, a little over a year uh, to finally get here. If anybody there in the audience wants a bird, um, Daniel is really the best sort for getting one. He does breed them for uh, temperament as well as color and the like. And Terry knows that He's a everybody says he's the prettiest bird they've
1: seen. So Bruce, do you um do you actually take uh, showers with Terry as well? Because I, I have seen some. Interesting shower scenes uh, pictures. So, is that just him, or do you actually go in the shower well, with Terry?
6: I, I can't answer that. You'll have to you'll have to join up on my OnlyFans account. And then, very nice. <laughs> oh, that's great! But okay. So that is yes, he does. He does like to take showers, and he does love as <laughs> most birds, do. But uh, <laughs> anything further, once again, you know, have to speak to my manager. <laughs>
1: Birdman, Bruce, and Terry coming to OnlyFans near you. Love it. Oh, that was yeah. freaking funny. Okay, so we're going to go to a song from GM Blacktop, uh, are also our, uh, our house guy. Uh, he's a real truck driver, and uh, he will be on the eye opener tomorrow uh we're doing a, an interview with the guy and um this song is called black angel
2: Now, what they're looking at doing is basically putting a cage, like a bumper, along the bottom parts of the trailers for about 40 feet back, so that it minimizes or lowers the risk of uh, car going in underneath the side of the trailer. Um, Now, part of the problem with that is, uh, I've seen pictures of the prototypes And it basically leaves all trailers with no more clearance than a double drop or a low boy. So that's going to make, that's going to high center a lot of vehicles. Um, I don't don't think it should be done personally. Uh, They're also talking, um, they're wondering, actually the opposition is wondering why they're not addressing the issue of the cause of the accidents as opposed to just going and slapping on some more weight on the trailers, you know, for more weight to so go down the highway, right? So, and that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, let me ask you something. Let me uh-huh. ask you something. Uh, yeah. I don't know about the United States, but when was the
1: last time in Canada you heard of a tra- of a car driving under trailer?
2: Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a
1: long time. Um, other than suicides, and stupid people running red lights.
2: Yeah, That's road happening. rage, idiots like that, yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I agree. Um, to me, this just sounds like another dipshit that has no idea what he's talking about looking for votes.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I read through the article, and, it, it, you know, they make a lot of good points, because it is going to add to the weight of the trailer. So the now they're going to have to make... It. stupid. It is. It is. You know, it's it, it just it makes absolutely no sense. No, it doesn't. Um, I even mean, in the United
1: States, I don't, I don't, I cannot remember. Like to be really quite honest with you, in my whole driving career, um,
2: whether I'm in Canada or
1: not, I have never seen a car drive under a trail. I have.
2: I've never, never seen. It. But never, never, never directly, never directly. It's so, always. I mean, have seen it on the news. Well, At no, M1. I mean, I've I've actually seen it happen. But as a result of it bouncing off, you know, say, the Jersey barriers or another vehicle into the trailer, right? Um, Well, that happens. You know, or uh, then you've got, um, of course, people driving too fast for road conditions. Nice, uh, you know, nice downpour. Um, You know, all of a sudden they're hydroplaning and zoom. But I mean... Putting them on the trailers—I mean, for the amount of accidents there are with that—I just can't. The concept,
1: see it. Is, the concept is even it is stupid. To even talk about. You know, sure I mean, came up with this idea. Um, should be ridden out, driven out of town on a rail.
2: Well, it where wrong. it came, yeah, where it came from is basically um, the odd one that has happened. Of course, usually it was an end will for the car. Um but I mean it comes from them installing the uh, DOT bumpers, right, that we have right. on the back of the trucks now. So they figure well that saved a lot of fatalities. Let's do this as well and that's that's where all this is coming from. But it makes no sense. Well yeah. It really doesn't But
1: I I mean, really, um the the DOT bumper on the on the back of a of a van, um, they fold up like nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if a guy's driving like a maniac, um, really, he rear-rents a truck at, at 100 miles an hour, um, the DOT pumper ain't going to help him anyway. Yeah. You know, like the whole, uh, um, and really, if they go, like the Mansfield law because of James Mansfield, if those two boneheads weren't arguing with each other, they wouldn't have ran up the ass of that truck in the first place. Yeah. And that's a fact. And the only reason that that law was brought into effect is because of who she was. Yeah. And now it's sad that she was killed, but they were arguing in that truck, in that car.
2: Yeah. It comes down well, to well, do care and control, right? Like paying attention, and distracted driving, whatever. But I mean, and it's, it doesn't matter whether they're rear ending you or whether they're coming from the side. It just, I mean, like enough. you... There's there's more rear end collisions than there are coming oh, into the side I of mean, the
1: trail. Hey, so um, um, if if, if it'll, it'll if it'll save a person's life, great. But if you got a, somebody that wants to off themselves, there ain't gonna there ain't nothing gonna stop. No, so, and that's and that's, true. And that's about two thirds of the accidents. Uh, they call it suicide by truck, and you know as well as I do. Yeah. You know, but it is it, time, in my opinion, that the trucking industry better get off its ass and start standing up to the government, saying enough, because it's just getting out of control now.
2: We're getting regulated beyond regulation. Oh yes.
1: You know. Oh yes. They're regulating the regulations. Uh huh. You know, and it, uh, the trucking industry better get it together and say enough, because it's just getting stupid. Now. You know, it's it's all about elections.
2: Well, see, didn't didn't you know that uh, us as truckers are uh, a scourge of the well, highway? Evil. You know, we're well, we're, we're evil. <laughs> we're we're <a> land. <laughs> yeah. Right? At least we were till we were really desperately needed. Well, yeah,
6: until and the pandemic.
2: So it's everybody Now it's back to normal, Now it's back to
1: normal. Now we're just the scumbags that we were before the pandemic. You know. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, you know. Anybody know. can
1: your job all because of the protest. yeah <laughs>
4: oh yeah
1: well that, oh, my God. that was the, That's we're not gonna subject. go there That's a yeah we're not gonna go there <laughs> you mean you mean the beer drinking hot tub party in <laughs> Ottawa <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: we're oh, not boy. gonna
1: go there don't get me going on that one <laughs> it's like anything else what starts off as a good idea always this movement or, or was it a politician, was it a senator? Like this? do you know do you have any any names on that?
2: Yeah. Just so we could
1: send them hate mail.
2: NASA, N H T S A, right? Um they're the ones that of course, you know, national uh, there's a few others. Um yeah. NATSA is basically the the main contributor to the uh, the choice of wanting to regulate that portion of it, right? So um the ones against it, of course, are you know the truckers the truckload carriers association uh owner operator independent drivers association, and there's actually quite a few others so let me tell you why it's a dumb idea.
1: I'll give you a good example. I was uh, picking up El the radio today, and uh I have a bottom bottomless truck as it is uh but anyway, I came up to this guard shack make a long story short, and uh, there was two gates. And I saw trucks coming out of the one side of the gate, and there's no possible way I could have gone to that side of the gate. So I went to the left side of the gate, thinking they'll let me in. Honked my horn, nobody answered. Honked my horn again, nobody answered. Went to the guard shack, nobody was there. Now i got a problem. I've already pulled in. I can't back up onto a busy interstate. Okay, Bob Bullock Loop. I'm sure you know how busy that thing is. Yes. Okay, so now I got a problem. Now, what do I got to do? I got to climb over the, the um, basically the cement embankment that's, that's separating the, the two lanes. They're low, but I have to literally take my truck, drive over it with the trailer. Now, had that contraption been on my trailer, I could not have done it. So, there's an excellent example. And it wasn't a problem. You know, I just climbed over it very nicely, and I didn't pop the trailer wheels or anything. because, you know, if you do high speed, that's the dumb part you do. So I just went over it nice and easy and, you know, got to my dock, and away we went. But there's a very good example of why you couldn't do that.
2: Yeah, I mean railway crossings are a prime example. How many times have you seen, you know, the warning sign if you're pulling a, the double drop? You're gonna high center, right? So now if we do this, we're having the same issue. Well, it's a good point.
1: Um, yeah, they think that, they think they have problems now with just the low beds and the double drops and the and the drop deck or the step deck. Yes, <laughs> do this and you're gonna have trouble with every trailer.
2: I mean, how many uh, truck stops have we gone in, to, you know, with the warning, like, "unthinking," the flying jay at uh, um, Great Falls, Montana. That one is? Oh, the, yeah. You, know, you never get out of it.
1: No. Nope. Well, I'm a firm believer that, that you know, these, these politicians and all these people that make these ridiculous policies, unless you've got 10 years trucking, I don't even want to hear a word out of your yap because you don't know what you're talking about. You know, unless you've done it, you shouldn't even be allowed to utter the word policy. But it, it, it's our own fault because we've allowed this crap to go on for the last 35 years in the states longer.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. very true. You know, very it, true. It, it's our own fault. It's our own fault, you know. We're going to grab a song by Fist, Tough Boy.
4: I'm going to give my Barbie movie review because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm currently, uh, I currently have to screen movies, right? Before, um, children see them, right? So, uh, I decided to watch the Barbie movie because of all the criticism stuff. And, uh, Barbie is about a girl that gets together with her friends and, uh, basically it's it's basically like a reverse role of what we see today, so we see you know uh male presidents and and all this right uh in the Barbie movie uh it's based on the Barbie basically running everything with- with her friends and and her friends are her little uh cronies or whatever and uh normally um they they would try to you know match what what everyone's view of Barbie would be, right? Um, I do have to say, it, 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 like, like the graphics are are child friendly, um, but in its entirety, the the, the movie in the movie, um, without giving too much away, Barbie ends up being um, kind of, a, for lack of a better term, attacked um, uh, in her position and role and uh there's a lot of fighting but uh you know they, they they everyone comes around um the graphics on this movie kind of surprised me uh for how popular they knew Barbie the Barbie movie would be so uh what i'm referring to is um the movie itself if 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 you like take all of you know society's opinions away it's it, it's not a bad movie. Uh, however, it is rated PG-13. Um, so it kind of strikes me as, as odd as, you know, it, it's not just 13-year-olds that are playing with Barbies. There's four- and five-year-olds. But when you watch the movie, um, you start to get an understanding of why it's, it's rated PG-13. So the actress that plays Barbie is Margot Robbie. The actor that plays Ken is Ryan Gosling. And uh the Mattel CEO is played by Will Farrell. Um there is uh Emma Mackey, Seema uh Liu, Michael uh Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon, uh American Ferreira, which is known as Gloria, uh Hari Ness, Isa May, Ariana Greenblatt, uh playing Sasha, Emerald Fennel, playing Midge. Alex Shipp and many more act- actors and actresses that um that just make the movie what it is, so you know there's there's a bunch of a bunch of actors and actresses and they 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 kind of like play in a group right so uh it's kind of in the movie uh from the beginning you you have a separation of men and women, so it's basically like. Women running the world men are y- y- you know ryan Gosling plays kind of um a pretty nice guy at the at the start and then tra- translates into um i don't know for 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 lack of better term I, I, not a I, not so really nice guy the movie's graphics were were basically like your cardboard background um <laughs> when when uh without <laughs> without giving too much of the movie away. When Ken goes to jump in the water, he's he's literally hitting a brick wall and bounces off. <laughs> and like, like it's, it's so corny, but um, I could see how how kids w- would like it. There is a scene in the movie, uh, however, uh, pretty early on. I, I think I think when I when I looked at it, it was within five minutes of the starting where uh, they talk about beaching off while being on a beach, and you know, um, Ken just. <laughs> Kenan, his his guy friends just tell each other they're gonna beat each other off. And then Barbie comes in and says no one is beaching each other off <laughs> so you know, um parental guidance is is um extremely needed, uh if, if you're gonna gonna go, to, go see this movie. Um yeah, yeah, I and you know, my rating uh for unbiased, like I, I, I kind of expected a little more so I'm gonna rate this two air fresheners out of five. It is, <laughs> if you wanna uh, take away like taking life seriously and whatever, it's 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 kind of a funny movie, <laughs> but um, it it does trigger some people. Um, so it, it just just go into it with a with an open mind. It's a musical, right? Um. Yeah, they 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 do sing for sure, and you you know what now now to think of it, I I've never heard Ryan Gosling sing the way he's in there. Um, it, it 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 is a pretty entertaining movie. Uh, in, in its entirety, it's corny and it's got laughs and it's it's got really, uh, beautiful people, which you know makes it easier to watch, but. Oh my god, what like like what were they thinking? <laughs> uh giving Ryan Gosling blonde hair, it just I, I it does not really it, it throws everything off from the start. But um Barbie is, is is I guess um I guess the movie tries to accomplish um the view of of girls can do anything and 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 I totally agree with that. Girls can do anything. However, it's, so it's a girl power, it's a girl power movie. Yeah, um w- 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 without giving too much away and getting too biased with this. Um there is a point in which uh some males may get mad. Uh it it is it it, it it just is what it is, right? Um it it's it's it's, it's a good movie, I guess, but I uh, like uh, I personally don't like it. <laughs> so, um but you gotta try to understand that, that that like like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day, it was a cartoon, and and when it, when it went to a movie, you know it it was like the best because like um it was everything you expected, and like so was Batman, right? So I mean I I I just uh, like I feel like I'm the type of person who expects like a, a childhood memory to be what what you would expect, which would be you know really good graphics, especially for this day and age and you know with all the controversy going on in hollywood I, w- I would expect some things taken out um and one one thing like like you know i i remember back in the day the barbie via, the barbie jeep was everything like everything but um they weren't so much focused on on that um yeah i i i, I don't know it, it, it's uh if, if you can get it cheap enough it's, it's worth seeing but um Again, it's triggering, so you you, you might not want to. Um, the positive, I guess, is you know it it gives the gr- the girls, the women, uh, a sense of empowerment. The downside is it may trigger men. Um, there is uh, the, the 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 actors are, are pretty good. Uh, they really are. R- Ryan Gosling is he's he he plays the part well. And uh, so does Margot Robbie. I honestly really wouldn't want to try to explain to a five-year-old what beaching you off is. <laughs> That's like, man, that alone. Beaching you off. Yeah, beaching you off, or like they're on a beach. I, I mean, it's funny. But.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, an interesting movie review. Well, i and sure, I've never heard one like that before. So, thanks. Uh, well. I had uh, something happen to me a couple days ago, and uh, well, I got to cross it off on my bucket list, and I never thought in this lifetime that I would ever get to stand on a National Football League field, let alone going dressing, dressing rooms and, and press boxes and whatnot. But I want to tell you about the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Uh, it's Pretty amazing, and it replaced the partially covered old Texas Stadium in Irving, Texas. Originally, that stadium had opened in 1971, and it served as the Dallas Cowboys' home through the 2008 season. So, now it had an open, uh, an opening at the top, uh, you know, and uh, we got asked a question on the tour: Does anybody know why there is an open? Uh, entrance on the top of, of Texas Stadium. You guys know? Anybody know? Any any answer? No. Will?
4: I have no clue.
1: It's because God could look at down at his favorite team playing football. That's oh, yeah. that's the original explanation. Because they were America's team, right? So uh AT and T Stadium was completed on May twenty seventh, two thousand nine and the stadium seats eighty thousand but they can actually get twenty thousand more people in standing room only making it a hundred and ten thousand people capacity capacity thereby is the number one stadium in the nfl and it has a retractable roof just like the other one did it opens in approximately 10 to 15 minutes and they call those seats by the way party pass open area sections and they're behind seats in each end zone and a series of six elevated platforms cr- Uh, connected by stairways, elevators, and escalators. AT&T Stadium is the largest uh, uh, stadium in the world uh, that uh, is uh, is, is, a domed stadium. It's also the world's largest column-free domed stadium that has the interior and the largest high-definition 4K video screen, which hangs from the 20-yard line to the opposite 20-yard line. In fact, you can play video games on it. The Jonas Brothers, who recently were there, actually, believe it or not, play video games on that uh, massive Jumbotron. Wouldn't that be cool, eh? Um, and I'm not a big video gamer, but that would be cool to see. Uh, the facility can be used for rock concerts, basketball games, boxing. They, hold, they held WrestleMania 32, I believe, there. Uh, college and high school football championship games, soccer contests, motocross an evangelical Crusade events. In fact, Billy Graham held the first crusade in the old stadium. The construction and design was originally estimated at $650 million. The stadium's actual construction cost rose to $1.15 billion, making it the most expensive sports uh, uh, dome ever built. Now, eating Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones, and you can say what you want about this guy, but this guy is a marketing genius. He really is. Uh, how he paid for the construction costs, this is just crazy. When uh, they had the stadium uh, dug out, it's like 75 feet down in the ground, and he took all that dirt, and he took that dirt and he moved it to uh, uh, the well, basically, he didn't move it. He he had it moved, and uh, the city of Dallas actually paid for the George Bush Turnpike, and most of that dirt is in the George Bush Turnpike. So, you know, that's uh, Jerry Jones, wheeler dealer. He made some more money on that. I'm sure uh, a couple million or more. Uh, the Arlington voters approved the increase of the city sales tax by zero point five percent, the whole oc- the hotel occupancy tax by two percent, and the car rental by 5%, and the city of Arlington provided $325 million, including interest in bonds as funding, and Jerry Jones, good old Jerry, covered any cost overruns, and the NFL provided the Cowboys with an additional $150 million loan, which I'm sure has been paid off. A pair of nearly 300-foot, 91-meter tall arches spans the entire lake of the stadium dome, And it's anchored to the ground, which is 75 feet under the ground. Now, it's not tornado-proof in the sense that that a tornado will not knock it down. It is The structure, they believe, is uh, tornado-proof, but obviously the glass that's uh, all encased around the dome would be blown out. But they say the structure would probably maintain itself if uh, an, an F3 or F4 hit it. Uh, God forbid it does happen. I hope it never does. Uh, the new stadium includes more than 30,000 Sony LCD displays throughout the luxury suites, the concourses, the concessionaries, and more. The glass doors allow each end zone to be opened, allowing perfect airflow through the stadium. They cannot shut one end and leave the other open, or they will actually blow the, the doors out. The glass doors, so they actually have to have complete, perfect airflow. The original naming rights before AT&T Stadium included Jerry World, the Death Star, the Palace in Dallas, Cowboys Cathedral, and Jurassic Park. J-E-R-R, uh asic Park. Also, a petition by some fans to have the stadium named after longtime Cow- Cowboys coach Tom Landry was also enacted, but it never really came to fruition. In May 13, 2009, Jerry Jones announced the official name as Cowboy Stadium. But on July 25, 2013, Jerry Jones struck a sponsorship deal with AT&T, and boy did he ever. The name change from Cowboy Stadium to AT&T Stadium took effect immediately. This sponsorship deal is worth about 17 to $19 million per year. There are two large, three sets of AT&T Stadium letters on the top of the stadium. The letters are 43 feet tall, stretching 385 feet. The letters are made of lightweight components of aluminum and are insulated and actually are, uh, this is so crazy, they heat themselves to melt ice and snow. AT&T, third major sports uh, venue where it holds the naming rights as well, they have AT&T centers in San Antonio and they have the James, the Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas. Um and I took the tour actually uh and uh wow that was that was amazing. Um so impressed with this place. Uh I did not have a really great opinion of it before. I've since then changed my opinion. Uh, I mean it was it was amazing. It really was. I mean, I got there and <laughs> parking a tractor trailer at this time of the year Around that stadium is next to near impossible. So I parked it across the road at the Walmart and just went over and got my tickets online and a ticket. And uh, I got there late, but the guy was so cool. He's like, No, no worries, go in the pro shop, which I proceeded to, you know, go in the pro shop and take goofy pictures of myself and, and other Cowboys' uh, memorabilia that was in there, and uh, you can actually see it on Highway Freaks. I did post all 64 pictures on my dad. Uh, The tour was probably about 40 to 50 people. It wasn't small by any means. Uh, We went in the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders dressing room and uh, got to see all the previous cheerleaders that are in the dressing room from the previous year. They always put new ones up every year because they're always getting new cheerle- cheerleaders every year. They're they're basically they they go one season and then they go and do their their thing and um, you know make their fame and fortune uh, elsewise or they uh, they retry and, and become cheerleaders again. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the dressing rooms in the men's dressing rooms. Wow, like he imported this teak wood from Africa, and Jerry Jones will not. In fact, the security when when they're in the dressing rooms, their security, of course, they will not let any cowboy put their feet or their their shoes, their you know their their running cleats, or however you want to call it, uh, on that teak wood, they will get supreme shit if they do. And they not only have a safe, which you'll see in one of the pictures I posted, but they have this uh, really unique underground. The, uh, under under the walker where you can put all the equipment. so it's really really quite uh, quite different, very 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 stylized too. So then we have the press box. that was kind of uh, a neat thing to see and, and see the view. And then I got to go on the podium and make an asset of myself. But it was great uh the where they do the Dallas Cowboys press conferences before and after the game, and if that wasn't enough, we also got to go through the Miller Light room where the cowboys make their entrances onto the field, and oh my God, I literally had to touch myself uh to see if I was actually dreaming. I got to go on the field and that that was just hallowed ground for this cowboy fan. Uh, I got to touch the uprights and take pictures on the field and walk one end to the other. I was going to do a run, but nobody wanted to videotape me at that time. So uh, maybe next time, because uh, we do actually deliver around there. And I guarantee you this will be one Cowboy fan that will definitely go back to AT&T Stadium and uh, pick up some memorabilia in the uh the fan store, which I'm sad to say I didn't. But i got to say why I didn't. I'll tell you why I didn't. When you start the tour, they have you on a green screen, and they take a picture of you, and they give you a football, and they say, you know, show us your best throw. You know, they kind of butter you all up and stuff. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, you're already looking down at the field, so you're already awe-inspired uh, like, uh, where, you know, whatever they want you to do, you do it. <laughs> and then at the end of the tour... They've got all these pictures lined up on a table, and they have like a 90% attrition rate of people wanting to buy those pictures because they have pictures of you behind in the background. There's, a, you know, you're in a game or you're in the locker room. You know, I'll, the weird part is you're not throwing a football in the locker room, but they do take a picture of the locker room and stuff. There's about four or five pictures. So it was um, what I would call the best day ever for Bry Guy. Uh, it was just something that I've always wanted to do and I never thought I'd get to do it. So I highly recommend taking the tour. It cost me forty dollars American, which comes out to sixty five dollars Canadian. And uh the pictures were like thirty dollars and that comes out to like forty five. So a hundred dollars well spent on a two hour tour that uh I thought was just great. Was just really just, like and I and I got a lot of people that are now envious of me. Including Wingate Will, which I never knew was a Cowboys fan.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent, hundred percent. So I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I love them.
1: <laughs> well, I go, I go far back to the Staubach era. So
4: uh,
1: I can remember Roger Staubach. You know, so that's how far I go back. You know, and I know all the quarterbacks: Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, and now Dak Prescott with his massive, massive million million dollar plus salary. Uh, For those that don't know, Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys for 140 million dollars, and it is now worth eight
2: billion
1: dollars. So I'd say that's a hell of a return on an investment, wouldn't you, Will?
4: Yeah, that's um, they're pretty smart in uh, their. The way they invest,
1: yeah, and I' say what you like about him, but he he don't he definitely knows what he was doing. We even got to sit in the four thousand dollar suites. I call them the $4,000 suites because those are the cheapest suites. Uh, and they're all booked for the next 30 years. And we did see where the Jerry Jones suite was and the family suite. Uh, it was across the football field from when we were sitting in the, in the suites. And, uh, he was telling us about the history of that and, and, uh, the celebrities that, that get to go to the, you know, the different, uh, suites as well. But the fact that those suites are booked up for the next 40, 30, 40 years. And one more thing. They sell Ford trucks at the football game. Yes, there are real Ford trucks on the top level. Uh, and, again, you'll see the pictures. And uh, I think it's the second top level. Uh, I believe it's the fifth. And, uh, yeah, there's cars that are sitting um, on top of one another. And uh, there's about four or six. I'm not quite uh, I I recall being six. But, yeah, they sell four trucks, and they sell a lot of four trucks at a football game. So can you imagine? You're sitting there watching the football game. You just come back down, and you say to your significant other, yeah, honey, I just bought an $80,000 truck. So hmm. only only in Dallas, only in Texas, because they, they grow things big in Texas, right? And why not have a stadium that is just the most largest thing in all of the United States? All right, so we're gonna go to another song. This is the real McCoy from G M Blacktop. By the way, he will be on number visit 42 this weekend with Bright Guy's Eye Opener. Here he is.
7: Taught me about love and manners Elvis taught me to be cool oh, Well, it didn't take long Till my hair got long That's risky for a minister's boy They ain't not like the way I look My buddy, I'm the real McCoy I spent 12 years in a semi-truck Hauling ass up and down the road I learned the ways of a tipsy man Sun from every coast, and I damn sure made some noise. Ain't not life the way I am, my buddy. I'm the real McCoy There's something about a man that you just can't touch, it burns from the soul inside. He can't hide behind a wallet, or what you want to call it, it's sitting there in. Wearing the face And I've turned my back on fools I've been drugged through mud to Spit out blood I when I've had no choice It may not like the way I've been My buddy I'm the real McCoy There's something about a man That you just can't touch It burns from the soul inside You can't hide behind a wallet Or what you want to call it his life Turn it up. Yeah. You see there's something about a man That you just can't touch It burns from the soul inside You can't hide behind a wallet Or what you want to call it you sitting there in his life Remember the preacher's boy. Can you say I like the way I am?
1: The Rio McCoy. And speaking of Rio, this guy won the International Singers Songwriters Association Award just recently and uh, picked up his award in Nashville and he will be on the eye opener this weekend so you can listen to a very uh, what I think is going to be an extremely interesting interview as well. Especially his dad being a, a pastor of a church. So there's a really good story to that, Will. So I think we're going to enjoy uh, talking to GM tomorrow. About that, so got a pylon shout out. Um, I think I will go first, and man, just a massive blue and red uh, pylon shout out to the people that do the tour uh, for Dallas Cowboys AT&T Stadium. Not only were they so helpful, I mean, I could not uh, get the ticket online. Uh, I was really getting frustrated. The guy did it for me right there on the phone and uh the fact that i was late they said no problem well you know you can get the next tour they were just awesome and then in the end i didn't have my debit card and normally when you leave that last room to go out they don't let you go back in and uh um, this uh this wonderful guy he just said uh yeah that's and he said uh just let let uh let uh so-and-so know and and uh you know, the lady took me upstairs, she escorted me upstairs, and and uh, she let the other guy know. And, you know, I went across the street in 108-degree heat, grabbed my debit card, came back, and got my photos. So um, they are just awesome. I can't say enough about them. Just the, the best people going. So I told them I would give them a shout-out. They said they were going to listen to this podcast. So shout-out to you guys, uh, you know. Uh, the tour people of the Dallas Cowboys AT&T Stadium, amazing, amazing job. Thank you. You you are so welcoming. So that's my pylon shadow. So we'll finish off with uh, another song by Fist It Ain't Easy. And uh, following that, we're going to play a song in, in remembrance to Robbie Robertson who passed away just recently and uh, the song is called showdown at big sky we'll see you next week on visit number 43 be safe and take care
0: welcome to the eye opener with Bryguy, your host from the highway freaks podcast and this is my stage i ask the hard-hitting questions highlighting rock bands from the 80s sharing a laugh or two how about celebrities or recent people in the news maybe even my trucker brothers and sisters, with their stories or unique pets. Animal lovers, charities, or just that odd person out there making the headlines, or even something totally off the wall. So let's set your sights now to another Eye Opener guest.
1: Welcome to the Eye Opener. This is Bry Guy, your host from the Highway Freaks podcast. And uh, today, uh, it is my pleasure to... Have GM Blacktop on the eye opener. Uh, welcome, GM. Uh, glad to have you along. Thank you, guy. I sure appreciate it. Love being here. Thanks. Well, we've we've done a lot of chatting you and I on the road because you are a real life trucker. You're the man. You're the guy that uh, says uh, you know you walk the walk and talk the talk. And uh, it's kind of neat that uh, you and I come from those worlds, but uh, you uh, kind of took a different path. And uh, I guess what we want to start with uh, on the eye opener is where are you exactly from and where did you grow up there, buddy? Uh, I was born in an island, Manitoulin. I grew up in, nor- in northern Ontario, and uh, most of my adult life, so I've been, you know, trucking and doing different business things in the U.S. and whatnot. So, but I'm definitely a, 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 a northern boy, I guess you could say. Okay, okay. So, um... When you were six years old, your dad taught you your first G chord. Uh, in fact, uh, your dad was a United Church minister, which we're going to get into. And in high school, you were in a rock band playing bass and yes. playing singing, starting sure. uh, songwriting, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. Okay. So was you, would you say your childhood was a good childhood? How, uh, describe that to me. Well, it was, it was way up north. So north, anything up in those days, anything way up north was a good childhood. You know, lots of hockey and lots of uh, friends and kind of like the Sandlot kind of a kid, you know, just one big crew. Um, and, of course, you know, Sundays were, were church day because my dad was, as you said, a minister. So,
0: you know, we really had
1: a lot of uh, chance to get used to that whole Sunday school thing and, and whatnot. But, yeah, it was a good childhood. I think that um, I think that in those days... Uh, things were easy, and, uh, there wasn't internet taking everybody's time, so we were playing hockey and baseball and hanging out at the park, and it it was a good childhood. Well, that's good. That's good. Any brothers or sisters? I have two sisters, both older, so I'm uh, allegedly the spoiled one, but I'm not sure about that. Okay. And are, are they in the truck and field? No, uh, both retired. One fire department and one, uh, child psychology okay okay so what do, you, what do they think about this uh trucker singer songwriter type life that you now lead well you know they've always they've always supported me and whatnot but it's you know it's kind of like when it comes to siblings you know you're they've known you since you were born especially when they're the youngest so they just kind of let me do my thing and and uh i bounce, uh i bounce my songs off them every now and then and that kind of thing and and uh Especially when it's songs about the family, like my mother, my father, my son, or something like that. So, yeah, they're a support. I would say that they, uh, that they don't, you know, tour with me or anything. You know, they don't really go to many of my shows yet. They're always busy. Okay. Now, now your dad was a United Church minister, so you, you grew up with, with religion in your home. Um, um, yeah. Did, were you singing religious music, or were you doing the rock and roll thing? Uh, no, I wasn't singing religious music. Um, pretty much, I was just being scolded to get out of the church and go downstairs to Sunday school because so I was always too loud. But um, I wasn't really, I never really got into the Christian music, although I really loved it. I, I, I never really wrote any. It was probably just the timing um, of how that all came to be. You know, I started writing when I was my late teens, like one or two songs, and then it kind of went from there. So at that time, you know, it was all April wine, and, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't it really wasn't the Christian music. But I do love Christian music, right? So was your dad supporting you on your music, or or was he gearing you towards something else, or did he did he really uh, get involved in that? No, I think he supported me. And, you know, like I said, he taught me how to play guitar, so I think he supported me. Um, when it, when things started to really start taking off, he he was sort of older and uh, you know had health issues and that kind of thing. So he was only able to come to a couple of my shows. Um, in fact, I mentioned that in. Uh, in one of my songs, um, and he was quite, quite proud, I think, that he was able to get there. But yeah, he, he's passed on now, but he, uh, he was pretty sick for the last, you know, 15 years of his life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, no, I um, yeah, in the 90s, you wrote about the birth of your your son, okay? Yeah. Now, what song reflected that, and, um, what made you write that song? What compelled what, what you to do that? Well, it's kind of, a... It was kind of a big thing for me because back then uh, I was married, and when my son was born uh, in 1998, uh, he, uh, well, she and I, she really didn't want to support my music in the sense that she didn't really want to, you know, me to follow a dream which I had, which I just couldn't shake. So unfortunately, uh, we we divorced. Well, he was very young, and that had a, a. a terrible impact on, on me, so it sort of allowed me to write my own songs about him sort of as my own therapist, if that makes sense, because there was a lot of sadness there in that time of my life, and if you listen to the songs that follow around that area, you'll see it, it is it is about missing my son and that kind of thing, so in a good way, it, it gave me some stuff to write about, which I really enjoyed, and it kind of allowed me to be my own therapist, and, and of course, in a bad way, it's always sad when a family breaks up, right? Right, and you actually did the song. It was called Sonday. and um, it, uh, it's it's uh, it's quite the ballad. It's uh, it's a tearjerker. Uh, did you do a video on that as well? Uh, I don't have a video on that. I, I, I'm thinking about maybe doing something with that, but I'm not sure quite yet. I did. A, I did a, I've got a I've got a live feed on that. That's somewhere, but. Um, I have not done a video on that, and I'd like to, because there's a lot of history that goes with that song, even from my live performances. Um, if we ever have time, I'll tell you a story about it, which was, it, 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 I think it moved a lot of people, what happened there. Well, go ahead. We've, we've got time. To, oh, you okay. Well, on, let me know have that. A, Don't probably, When I wrote the song, um, it was a very touchy subject for me, as you know, as you, you can probably hear in the song. So... I started performing I, one day I was I was gonna unload it on the crowd and and I did. And so what happened was I was halfway into the song with a daytime performance. I had my glasses on, sunglasses on and whatnot. And my mother actually uh my son was at that show and my mother actually uh who was a huge support to my music all the all, all the way along, uh, she actually brought him out on stage and uh <laughs> what do you think I did when that happened? <laughs> like <laughs> down. So it was a kind of an embarrassing situation because I just couldn't even get the words out. But the good side of the story is four or five years later, I was at another big show and uh, she did the same thing, basically on purpose because she knew I could handle it this time. And uh, this time he came out and I put the and down in front of his station. he sang that song to a crowd of, I don't know, 1,000 or 2,000 people and I was really proud. Oh, wow. So your son has a... Uh, 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 I guess uh, dad's uh, gift of uh, singing as well? No, no, he stayed away from the music. He actually became, uh, went to university and became a, um, a, a sort of an honor. he had a um, scholarship. And uh, the, the kid landed himself his first, first job as a mathematics teacher down in the Caribbean, as you can imagine. Wow. That says a lot that's interesting, oh yeah, he's a very smart, very smart kid his name is uh mitch but his mitch. name is g m he's, he's another g m but uh his mother is just on calling him Mitch. <laughs> you were saying this, your name we 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 were kind of hashing it out, and uh, i I know you're not too keen on 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 letting the freaks know what g m stands for <laughs> but but uh you're the third g m you said of your generation. That's crazy. That my son is, and my son is four. Wow. wow. And, and so. even if I, even if I someday have a daughter, I'm gonna be calling her a GM too. So. So, we just, so we, could, we just couldn't get into Ford or Chevy or what? <laughs> I don't know what it was. You know, I,
5: I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's a tough, it's a tough name because first of
1: all, a lot of people use the word GM like four cars or whatever. In yeah. so many conversations. So you're actually hearing your, you know, and general manager and general motors, and, you know, you're hearing the name in regular conversation quite often. So sometimes it's a little confusing that one. Right. So let's get into truck driving. Why did you get into truck driving? Because I know from my personal experience, uh, I wasn't going to be a truck driver. I mean, I was a radio announcer when I was nineteen years old, and I mean, I became a truck driver. How weird was that? So how did how did you fall into it? Well, uh, at the time, uh, my son wasn't even born yet. But we were uh, we had a horse ranch uh, in Southern Ontario. And, um, we were doing a lot of, you know, training horses and that kind of thing. And it just got to the point where it was really tough financially to pay for the farm and do all that. So a guy that I had met in the area was an owner operator. And, uh, so he says, well, I'll teach you how to drive a truck. So I I talked to my wife at the time and I, I went with him for the summer touring all over the U.S. Um and learning how to drive a truck until I got my, I used this truck to get my license, and uh, the rest is history, two and a half million miles later. Did you say two and a half million miles? Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Maybe even, maybe more than that. And, and did you start with working for companies, or did you become an owner-operator right away? Uh I started working uh for companies and then as I got into a little bit, you know, became an owner operator and then of course sometimes the trucks didn't work out. So I was back to company driver and then I opened up a a large well, we had ten trucks in Tennessee. Um and that was that was doing well until the fuel the fuel spiked and everything fell apart there. But um so it was a combination of, of company driver, owner operator and uh operations manager and even when I was the operations manager I would still do some of the driving I'd have drivers but I would always be in you know hands on. So, so you actually owned your own trucking company and you had people working for you GM? Yes, absolutely. I had a I had an one Visa for a US So the company was out of Memphis, Tennessee. And uh oh. we had uh ten trucks and we had uh, sponsors and I guess I had about I guess seven drivers and, and probably three or four of them would come over we would would use three or four of the trucks and use them as stage props, you know. They were all flatbeds, and one was a reefer, so we would bring the reefer and some flatbeds, load them up to wherever, Dallas or whatever, unload, uh, do the show, use the flatbeds as stages, and then uh, after the show on Monday morning, they would load back up, and I'd be dispatching them to our next general vicinity destination. It was quite Uh an operation for a while. Yeah, and my, my trailers were all splashed on the side, you know, so... It was kind of a it was kind of a nice marketing campaign that we had which was kind of working for me, but like I said, back in you know, in those days when fuels hit the roof I we started losing tremendous amounts of money and in six months we were in trouble. Okay. So and is that company around today or is it gone? No, uh We had to we had to fold it, which was unfortunate because then uh, the sponsors that I had uh, you know, they had other things to do too. So it was yeah, it was kind of a of a bad gig, but I don't want to sit here and talk about negativity, I'm sure. But no, I said no, no. it was, uh, just to give you an idea, it, it, I have quite a quite an array of um, experience, I guess you could say. In fact, I was also writing a column in a in a, uh, magazine back in those days called Here's Guts and Glory. And I would write a uh, monthly, uh, monthly page or two column in that every month about trucking. Definitely a lot of facets of trucking. Uh, so yeah. for uh, for argument's sake, what was the name of the company? Kenline. Oh, okay. okay. Like 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 Tennessee yeah. like Tennessee line. Yeah, I, I I can relate to that. Uh, during the pandemic, I I decided to uh, come up with a t-shirt company. Um, it was uh, ah. the now the now defunct Bandits Rocks and Tees because uh, I used to paint rocks. Uh, my God, that was crazy. Oh. Uh, and then we'd hide them all over the place, and uh, uh, yeah, during the pandemic, (laughs) I painted painted 300 rocks during the pandemic. Oh my God. Yeah, it it, it is funny (laughs) how things happen. Um, It was actually uh, from a former truck driver. He's, He's not with us anymore. But uh, he got me into it, and then funny, funny. Now we're 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 doing podcasting, so I can c- kind of relate to uh, to jumping around things like that. So uh, yeah. So as far as being an owner operator today, what do you think the pros and cons of it are? What would you what would you say that the good things are? But what would you say the bad things are? And would you recommend anybody buying their truck today? I think you can still make money. Um as an owner-operator, if you get with the right company and you get with the right commodity, in the same breath, every truck uh, nowadays, especially with the old DEF system, regardless of what you buy, it 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 could and probably will um, really hurt you in a lot of ways. Now I'm not saying it's going to sink you, but the the
7: the downtime
1: and the repair bills that go on the trucks nowadays, even brand even newer ones, because of that DEF system. Uh, is really difficult, and uh, now, of course, labor is a so expensive. Uh fuel, as you know, has been a real issue, and the rates, you know, everybody talks about fuel surcharge and whatnot, but the rates really don't work on the same conveyor belt that, that costs do, so, you know, as far as per mile, uh, I do okay on the produce, but then, of course, if you have nothing going back or whatever, you take that out of the profit. So I think that the, the 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 conveyor belt is still paying like it's the 90s or the 2000s, and the, and the uh, expenses are are paying like it's you know 2023. The advantage to it though is that you know as a company driver you get great for tax, where as an owner operator you can you know work your write-offs on your on your vehicles and house whatever you've got going on. Right, right, right. So. Um and, and what would you say the minimum amount that you should look at now? Because uh, I, I know uh, I know our company was actually paying a dollar forty-eight per mile. Now they they do have a, a fuel surcharge, and and you basically are getting your fuel for about seventy-five percent off, and uh, you're getting your parts for about fifty percent off. But from what I've been told, that's still not enough. It, which you with. well either, yeah exactly. It's probably it's probably enough. I mean, I don't think all your you guys wouldn't be owner operators if they weren't making enough. I mean, it supports the family. But I think what the old the old uh, stereotype is is that all truckers, if you have your own truck, they're all rich, all your money flying around their pockets, and it just doesn't work like that. So,
0: you know, that yeah. old dollar
1: forty eight thing. You know, you if you're not getting the fuel discount like you like you guys are offering, you're maybe paying up nearly a dollar a gallon, right? So. It, it yeah, really adds a, up. A, about a buck 19. About a buck 19. Yeah. Right. So right. it really, really adds up. And like I said, you know, you can't get any work done in your truck for less than about 140 an hour now, where it used to be, you know, 75, five eight. Right. Yep. Yep. I, I, you know, I, I get you. My, uh, my stepson is a heavy-duty mechanic. He's got his own shop with a, a partner, and he's always busy, but everybody thinks he's making money hand over fist, but it's not the case because uh, you know there's there's uh, yeah the rate, the shop rate's great but uh, yeah. when you're looking at companies that don't pay for 90 days that can really yeah. screw yeah. up a business and because it's the oil patch that he services those vehicles he has a lot of uh, challenges with that eh? so when we come back uh, we're going to talk more about uh, what you did with satellite radio and uh, the magazine thing and stuff Uh, But first, I want to hear Desperado Lover by GM Blacktop.
7: Gotta be real. Everything. Fine.
1: Lover. What's that one about, GM? Quickly. Uh, I think for me, when I wrote that song, it was just about the fact that there's so many people, uh, truckers included, maybe specifically truckers, that tend to live their life. Um, Businesses, and, and I think it's excellent therapy for actually anybody that really honestly is trying to reason things out in their life. Because I, I can tell you, um, I'm a much better person from being on the road. I mean, I truck with Bandit, my my boy, right? But then I wouldn't truck without him. I, 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 right. I In fact, you don't have a dog in your truck, do you? I don't. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, uh, you know, putting a pet in your I truck? I ha- I have my my career but uh, uh I found that because sometimes my career takes different turns with different things like meetings or this or that uh, talking on the phone you know it just I just found that it just wasn't the right thing. Bandit, uh, my wife and I have not even gone into a store together because this dog is such a needy dog. He's, he's an amazing dog, but he's needy as shit. And um, I was worried yesterday, or two days ago, I went to the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, uh, or Arlington, Texas, uh, where the Cowboys oh, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. I was worried. It was 118 degrees. I had the Opti Idol set up, and I had two fans on them, just in case that something wasn't performing right, and I came back, right. and he was fine, gave him a couple of calming treats, it was a two-hour tour, and he was great, mm-hmm. but uh, I no. don't like to make a habit of that every day, right, so, uh, yeah, you've you got to really don't dedicate your lives to pets if you're on the truck, you got to get them out two, three times a day, a lot of truck drivers, right. uh, sadly, and I'm sure you've seen this, they get the truck dog out in the morning, and then they get the dog out at night, and they don't let the dog out during the middle of the afternoon, Yeah. They're miles, right. and I think that's cruel to an animal, so yeah, I get what you're and saying. I, and that's exactly my point, yeah, because I, I just felt that I had too much else to, to to think about and worry about going down the road than, than to worry about, uh, you know, having a, yeah, even a team driver, you know, like I And truck shows uh, mm-hmm. on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what were they, and, and where were they? Uh, can you uh, tell me a little uh, bit about Dallas? All, yeah, sure, all over. for the name of the tour, Shania Train was there, but so we did a, we opened a tailgate party for that, uh, oh. which was kind of cool, uh, got a chance to meet a few of them. Did you meet Shania? I did not. Oh! I, I, I heard, I, uh, Gary Allen, who's a, a, a wonderful country artist, so I can tell you a funny story about him, uh, he was down there, he had his bus, and I had my bus, everybody was in the parking lot down there, but it was just me and him, you know who he is, by the way, Gary Allen? He's, uh, great singer, songwriter, and country guy. Anyway, uh, I'm walking towards him. He's walking towards me. And as I shake his hand, his hand, you know when you shake somebody's hand and you stop motion, the elbow goes back? Well, his elbow went right back into a pillar, and it hit his funny bone and just about sent him to the roof. So <laughs> I'll never forget that one. One of those things I would like to forget, but I won't ever. Right, right. Any, any embarrassing things that have happened to you on stage that you can share with the audience? Yeah, having that meltdown about my son. Was it very? Was very? Was kind of embarrassing, I must say. You know, tears rolling in your eyes, trying to look like a cool guy, right? Um, yeah, there's been other situations. One night we had like, in in it's almost like it was in concert. You know, when I say concert, like one minute the one mic went out, then the, then the bass amp went out, then the drum mics went out, then the guitar. It was like six different things all at once. So, it needless to say, that was a very, very stressful evening. Any bad weather that uh, you you were involved with? No. I'm no, no. That we've never really been, so we never got rained on, though. Especially with no. the trailers. But the thing with the trailers is they had curtain sides. So, if that were to have happened, and I never had to do this, but if that were to have happened, I could have just rolled the curtain back over the van, right? right? And and, and you, do you not use your own uh, flatbed trailer for the stage? Yes, I mean, I would be on the curtain side. So if, if if things, we would keep the curtain at one end, and then we perform on okay. the other. And then I usually, I usually put another stage that was not a curtain, just like a flatbed, like a T, if that makes sense. And I would kind of mess around on that, and then we'd have the band on the backdrop on the other trailer. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. So, and then so sometimes we would take the reef, and some sometimes we would take the reefer because it has the big splash marketing splash on it. You know, GM and all that stuff, truck driver, songwriter. and we would use that sometimes as a backdrop, and we would back that up, kind of behind uh, the other trailer, so it would sort of work as a backdrop. So it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that 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 is very inventive for for you to do that as well. So do you carry a, 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 an assortment of lights and whatnot in your trucks? like for? Concrete? No, not Back then we did, yeah, back then we did, but not now. I mean, so one of the trailers, you know, about 50 to 20 feet of that trailer. Uh, we used it on the curtain side. We, you know, made sure it was all secure and stuff. Uh, we, so we could never on that particular trailer, we could never pick up full rolls. We got to just pick up shorter ones. The weight really wasn't an issue. It was there was, 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 you know, 10 or 12 feet of stuff in the front. Okay, okay. So, so when satellite radio was coming into its own, yeah. um you yeah. were involved with them. Were you not? Uh, XM radio, or was it Sirius yeah. at the time? Okay. Well, I think it was both at the time, the XM serious. but uh, um, I uh, was lucky enough I got to play on Outlaw Country and I got some play on the 147 Truckers Channel. Uh, okay. I think three or four of my songs they used to play on there. Okay, okay. Um, and and that was back in, uh, what, the 80s? No, it would be later than that. That would be in the 2000s. Okay, okay. And, and were you actually working for them on a full-time basis or just no. kind of doing freelance work? No, I was just getting my songs work, uh, worked on. But I did work with uh, Rachel Donahue. At the time, she was the uh, disc jockey for uh, Vinyl. There's a Vinyl channel there. Um, okay. You may have heard of it. And okay, the, yeah. she was the, the disc jockey. So she and I went over to Cleveland one night, and we did a pilot for uh, a show that we were both interested in doing we we're going to try to pitch it to not only, uh, to not only uh, Sirius Radio, but to other, you know, maybe syndicated stuff down the road. But so she and I would uh, go back and forth and play not just my music, but all highway music, you know, Radar Love, anything about the road, play some of mine, and it was we became, uh, you know, just kind of a duo. Uh, so we did the pilot, and I thought it went really well, but it just never took off. Um, a lot of changes were happening in the world back then with the economy and whatnot, so it just never took off. But, but it would have been a great. I would have loved to have done that. Had it had it worked. So you're kind of reigniting the old trucker songs, you know, like if you remember the Red So Vines, Teddy Bear, and, yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, um And and, and uh, you know, there there, there obviously doesn't uh, seem to be a lot of that around now, so. Are you going to evolve to writing more country flavored songs, GM? I think, uh, I think my music, if you listen to a, a, more than just one song, you can probably see that my music really has its own feel. And whether it's a Trekkie song or not, it still has its own feel. And uh, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not, but if you listen to several of my songs, you'd probably agree with that. Uh, so it's difficult because I'm not looking to reinvent the whole, uh, six days on the road team, but, right. uh, and I'm not right. like, you know, I'm not looking to reinvent that, but I think I, in my own way, I try to with songs like sermons and Sunday and some of my ballads, uh, and then some of my trucking songs, you know, like, there's got to be a better way and that kind of thing. That's just, that's just pure <laughs> down and out country. Uh, and then there's other songs like Diesel Kind of Guy that pretty much rock. So right. I, I guess I just try to let my let my genre, you know, kind of do its thing. And I've not heard anybody say, well, I like your rock stuff. but I don't like your country stuff. or I don't like your ballad. So people are, uh-huh. are pretty, uh, pretty forgiving. They allow me sort of to play around with the different genres. And uh right. like I rock, the whole rock I put, put cool. the whole thing in, Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, I put the whole thing under my own genre, which is I call it highway rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's a natural genre called highway rock, but that's kind of what it is. Right, right. Because like I mean, there's a there's this chick out there. She is the probably the hottest thing in country music now. I think you've heard of her, Royal. End. And uh yeah. she that song that they play. My God, does it kick butt. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like country, country. uh, It's the hardest country rock apparently out there. And she has just shot up the charts. So um, I don't know if you were looking at something like that or something like, you know, really kind of, you know, country rock metal. uh, But uh, uh, because I could see you doing it and I could see you pulling it off. You know, I really could because you, like you you know you you are very versatile in the the aspects of you can go from ballad to country rock to country to trucker song I I I I have you know, listening to you on Spotify quite a bit um and I noticed that and I just thought I should ask of that uh today and I I thought yeah. you know um have you have you thought about you know going to something a little more heavier just, uh, as a as a shot It's funny you say that cuz uh there's a song that I've got coming out in the next, uh, oh, two months. It'll be on the next album. Uh, and it's called Together We Rock. And it's uh, it's kind of a rock, country rock song, you know, but it's a bit more rocky. But it's also got that sort of a Johnny Cash kind of a road music flair to it. And the interesting part about it is <laughs> I do a rap, I, do, I rap in it, <laughs> believe it or not. And, uh... <laughs> That that was definitely a change but definitely a welcome change that I uh, was able to throw some of that versatility into a part of the song that was actually me rapping. <laughs> that that is cool. Good for you. Good for you. You know cuz like you know you, you got to do what what works. I mean, you know it's 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 such a different world today. Looks like we're out of time, GM. So uh we're going to go to part 2 here next week. Okay. And uh um We'll definitely uh, be talking more about uh, the music that uh, is is in today's genre as well. And um, we'll get into some of the other stuff like uh, who your influences were in music and whatnot. So uh, stay tuned for part two next week.